Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. Brother, 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 brother. Welcome back to the Impact Under an Hour, possibly over an hour, power hour. Uh, With your hosts, I'm Ryan. I'm Angelo. And uh, you might hear a little different uh, uh, quality in my audio. Uh, I am down in South Carolina for the month. Uh, for the holidays and oh, exciting. Uh, yeah, uh, and my room here is echoey. Um, so yeah, we we live and learn. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we, we, you, we need to just fill that room with more wrestling memorabilia. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's basically what that means. Yeah. Um, yeah, just fill it with the wrestling ring. Let's just do impact <laughs> yeah. ropes in the house. and everything. Yeah, yeah. might as well. <laughs> Uh, so it is Tuesday, November 24th it is 10 09 PM on the East coast. And that means we just finished another episode of impact. Uh, oh, I yeah, think we, we both, we both watched it on Twitch, right? Angelo. Yeah. I was watching on Twitch. Yeah. yeah uh, apparently access TV doesn't, isn't down here. So, uh, jeez. Oh, yeah. So Twitch, Damn it was, <laughs> um, which honestly, I mean, the downfall is I don't get the boomer commercials that I get normally with like liposine <laughs> and people dancing for car repairs. Because um, <laughs> people are probably paying like $100 for a commercial slot on Access yeah. TV. Yeah. So I'm sure it's only great quality stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, but yeah. Twitch, Twitch was was the move. Uh, it was good to have. Like the last time I tried Twitch was the time that like the impact stream went down in like the first ten minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, when we were first starting out this podcast, uh, that Twitch stream was just not very sustainable. But um, <laughs> it, it's been good now since I've been watching the past couple months. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we're going to get right on into this. Uh, there's no, like, impact major news to report other than uh, a few sites, uh, like, a few hours before the show uh, started to uh, report that uh, Swaggle was going to be who <laughs> Ethan Page was fighting tonight. Um, and yeah, how ridiculous. I was like, oh. Way to ruin that surprise. Um, yeah, it makes I, I actually, sense. I actually didn't read any of those reports, but um, because I saw you sent a link, but I didn't read any of the reports. But I, in the comments, people started typing in AJ Swaggle before he came out. So yeah, they have spoilers um, on uh, Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we start off the show <laughs> with Johnny Bravo in a hospital bed. <laughs> Scott Moore <laughs> by his bedside, and a doctor comes out. 
Yeah, this, this kid was great. And the doctor's like, oh, are you his father? And Scott's like, no, I'm just his power of attorney. And before you you say anything more, yes, I want to pull the plug. Yeah. <laughs> to which the, the doctor responds that he's in stable condition. <laughs> and, and Scott's like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, right. And uh, we know Impact can't afford any more bills. Yeah, clearly. clearly. <laughs> um, we also know that uh, the doctor says that uh, Bravo, when he pulls through, uh, is most likely not going to be the same Bravo we know um, or we knew. Uh, and also, we learned that the E in John yeah. E. Bravo stands for Emmett. I know. Very, so, very exciting news today. To yeah. So, so, yeah, great segment to start. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, after this, uh, we go to uh, go to the ring. Kara Hogan and Tasha Steeles come out, uh, and then we get the big news that on commentary tonight is Matt Stryker with Josh Matthews. What a switch up! I mean, and... it was uh, very well received by the uh, the Twitch audience. Actually, so yeah, I thought it was surprising, but um. Hey, it was cool. I enjoyed Matt Stryker when I was a kid on uh in on WWE programming. I saw him live when I went to a show in Toms River, New Jersey. It's when it was like um ECW the WWE ECW would um have their own shows. Like so they would do their own live shows as part of WWE. Right, right, right. And he was on the roster then. So uh I got to see him in person get smashed up by uh the Sandman. Very Oh, that's times. good. Oh yeah. Um yeah, uh, the, my favorite Matt Stryker moment is uh, probably one of the greatest mo- uh, commentary moments of all time. Uh, I didn't watch the show. I've just seen the clip. Uh, it was for Triple-A, Triple-Mania a few years back. Uh, he was on commentary. And <laughs> to start off the show, <laughs> he just throws out the line. This is real wrestling, folks. There's no thigh slapping here. Just completely burying the business. Yeah. What, what the hell? Uh, I mean, there, there was a couple of boneheaded comments today, which we can go into when they occur. But absolutely, I guess that's what you get with Matt Stryker. Yeah. Um, it, the the good thing with Matt Stryker is he actually calls moves. Unlike yes. Josh Matthews, who was like, <laughs> "It's a signature move." Uh, yeah, I mean, at least like Matt Stryker was a trained wrestler and he does have a, did have a wrestling career, so he can talk more about it. Yeah, guess, than Josh Matthews ever yeah. wants to. Yeah. Um. So Kara Hogan are and Tasha Steeles are facing the Sea Stars, uh, who are the current uh, Shimmer uh, tag champs, and. Right away, Matt Stryker is just trying to come up with every single aquatic and ocean life uh, he can think of. Uh, He (laughs) must have said they look like fish out of water at least eight times during this match. (laughs) Uh, Josh Matthews also apparently believes that uh, alligators are a fish um, because as they start to do a gator roll pretty early on, he was like, speaking of fish out of water and going with the fish theme, 
that's a gator roll. Which, you know, alligators are reptiles and not fish. Yeah, you know, the more you learn. Uh, yeah. Um, this wasn't an incredibly long match uh, to start off the show. And predictably, the two people who are signed with the company, Kara Hogan and Tasha Steeles, pick up the win. Yeah, um, they did. A, um, Impact did a good job of like not making it too obvious from the get go. Like they didn't just give the C stars jobber entrances. Yeah, so they um, you know, were playing them up a little bit. And, and commentary as they were making the puns, they were also trying to talk up their wrestling ability and how you know, I guess they're twins. They they were well, not twins, but they're siblings. Yeah, they trained. They trained on the exact same day, so they were talking about their wrestling background. Yeah, so yeah, which you usually uh, don't they... get just from a one off performer yeah um yeah they they definitely gave us some background information on them which is a far cry from what you get if you like just watch wwe and you have a jobber who like you might recognize as somebody from the indies uh that they just gave a different name to uh they're not going to talk about that their independent career uh, these got uh, impact. They were going all in depth on the C stars when they who they trained with, where they trained, uh, their family, everything. Um, it's also interesting that you know they are siblings, but like they have two different wrestling names. Like it's yeah. not like they they're keeping the sibling thing. Yeah, that's why I didn't know they were siblings until. Um, I guess Matt Stryker mentioned it because, like you said, it, the names I saw weren't the same last names. Unless the Matt Stryker is just completely wrong. No, I, yeah, I, no, he, no. Matt Stryker is right. I did okay. look it up. Okay, like, I haven't fact checked. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I had I had <laughs> fact check it because I was confused too. I was like, yeah. wait, they don't have the same names. <laughs> like, why would they? Why would they do the same name? Why wouldn't they just do the same names? They want to be like a sibling tag team. But... Yeah, that is that is. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, um, but I mean, kudos to them. I guess maybe if they, it what might work out if they ever do split. Um, and like go their separate ways because they are still relatively young. They've only been wrestling, I believe he said, for four years. So, okay. Um, if they do want to do other things and like one gets signed or to somewhere else, you know, then you don't have to play on that sibling thing anymore. Yeah, very um, true. Yeah. Um, this was a good match to start off the show. Uh, it was good to see them actually showing off, uh, the C-Stars offense, um, as well as giving Kiara and Tasha um, some good, uh, like, sneaky heel stuff um, uh, to pick up the victory. Um, I think it worked out well, and I think it obviously made sense. I don't think anybody thought the C-Stars would go very far in this tournament just because they aren't signed. Um, right. But yeah. Um. After this, they go backstage, and Jordan Grace is watching the TV, and it pans next to her, and it is confirmed that Jazz is going to be Jordan's partner, as Jazz is there. That was uh, so what you called last week. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, credit to Pat. Pat. Pat put us on the right track. Right, right. Um, with saying that just Pat. Jazz, Jazz had just retired. So, uh, yeah, uh, 
interesting to say that they're bringing in a new t- they're bringing in tag titles and Jazz immediately says that uh, she wants to retire on top. So if they end up winning, they would immediately retire. The t- uh, she would immediately retire, and they well, she didn't. She didn't uh, say that, but she kind of like insinuated that. Probably. Yeah, yeah. She said that she just wanted to uh, end end her reign on top. Yeah, on top, exactly. Um, but also, like you know, being like the former. You know, women's champion in other places. Like she was like naming her titles. I was like, oh, I haven't been uh, Impact Women's Tag Team Champion yet. Almost yeah. like, well, because the titles only existed for like a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, and yeah, I, I think I mean Jazz is a very good wrestler. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen her recently, uh, but she was one of the better in ring workers in WWE uh, during her time there. In, uh, as a woman wrestler, uh, she did point out that she is a former WWE cha- uh, women's champion right. and the former NWA women's champion. Uh, so it's only fitting to get one uh, the Impact Knockouts tag titles. Um, uh, yeah, I've won multiple it was world titles. I need a secondary company tag title. Yes. You know, that's that's um, usually how I think. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you go out on top. Yeah, so I think um, when AJ uh, leaves WWE, he's probably going to go for the uh, um, Major League Wrestling tag title next. Probably. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? He's going. He's going. He's going for the GCW secondary title. <laughs> yeah, their TV belt. Um. Yeah. Uh. Uh. After this, uh, we get Johnny. Uh, Johnny Swinger. Uh, getting walked into the wrestler's courtroom uh, with Cousin Jake. Cousin Jake is in his normal outfit with a tie just draped down his body. Um, <laughs> and Johnny Swinger is in a prison jumpsuit with a neck brace on um, because, I don't know. He uh, uh, explains that, uh, you know, oh, it's, it's uh, to build sympathy. Yeah, and, um... I mean, it makes sense. But when did he uh, hurt his neck? <laughs> it's it's swinger baby, swinger baby daddy. Uh, so, uh, wrestlers court like uh, at, or right after that, I should point out that uh, we go commercial, we come back, and uh, Ethan Page comes into the uh, locker room. Uh, Josh Alexander is already in his gear for some reason because he's not wrestling. Yeah, so why sense. is he in his gear? I think he just uh, always he... Re- walks around as an amateur wrestler. I mean, it makes with sense. the head with the uh, headgear on at all times. <laughs> yes, he's, he's dinner just cosplaying. With he's cosplaying permanently as a collegiate wrestler. wrestler. Oh yeah, I think so. Um, and Ethan Page is all excited because he just saw on Twitter that. They, uh, Luke Gallows has announced that he is out for four to six weeks with an injury. Um, and Ethan Page is talking about how somebody must have uh, taken him out for them. Josh Alexander points out that they can't take the titles back if uh, Luke Gallows isn't able to compete for six, four to six weeks Fair because point. you can't have a title match without one of the champions uh, and Ethan page slowly realizes that um, and gets aggressive, a little bit aggressive towards Alexander because 
Alexander tries to insinuate that Ethan Page did it stupidly, and Ethan Page doesn't want to take credit for it. Um, and then Josh Alexander points out that Ethan Page has a match, and he should be focused on that because if he loses that match, then it doesn't matter when Luke Gallows gets healthy because the North aren't going to get their rematch. Um, so interesting. A uh, little yeah. show of dissension between the two of them. Yeah, um, well, I wasn't expecting to see any of that. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out the next few weeks, uh, especially after uh, the match that would happen later on in the night. Um, after this, we go into Wrestler's Court. Wrestler's Court has the People's Court theme, um, because of course it does. Um <laughs> This skit, I mean, it goes out, it goes throughout the whole episode of Impact. It's incredible. If you if yeah. you aren't didn't watch Impact already, Wrestlers Court is incredible. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, uh, it definitely makes me want to go back and watch some of the other uh, Wrestlers Court segments that they've done in the past. Yeah, because it sounds like uh, D'Lo and uh, Tommy Dreamer are reoccurring characters. Yes. Always. Yeah, um, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, so it's, we start off. Uh, Madison Rain is representing Johnny Swinger, and D'Lo Brown uh, is representing the boys, aka everybody else in the locker room that is suing or going after uh, uh, Johnny Swinger for apparently or uh, allegedly shooting uh, Johnny Bravo. Uh, and then Madison Rain immediately objects to the situation uh, because out comes Tommy Dreamer as the judge. Uh, and she points out that Dreamer was the investigator uh, and also the person to accuse Johnny Swinger of sh- the shooting. So how can he be a impartial judge? Uh, to which Tommy Dreamer says, I hear you. He sustains the objection. Uh, and uh, he swaps places with D'Lo Brown because that's how that's how court works. Yeah, they could have cut this out. I feel like this didn't really add anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we get uh, D'Lo Brown as the judge, uh, and uh, Tommy Dreamer now prosecuting, and Tommy Dreamer uh, referring to D'Lo Brown as Uncle Phil, uh, which. I was totally okay with just that line because <laughs> he did look a little bit like Uncle Yeah, Phil. he's not wrong. But um, like <laughs> Tommy Dreamer pretending he doesn't recognize D'Lo Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, he did bring back the, the in-canon statement of D'Lo Brown's full name, DeLorean Brown. Yeah, true. Um, so, good. Um, and so... Yeah, uh, we get uh, some witnesses uh, for the prosecution. Um, we've got Cody Deaner, who brings points out that he found the gun um, and acts like that is the only gun in existence um, in the impact locker room. Or in, yeah, um, we have. Um, I forget who was before Cody. Um. um I know after. No, that was right after. Um, Before Cody, right, right, right. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, it wasn't really. Maybe whoever it was. Besides, probably like Bravo did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so AC Romero comes up to the stand, and apparently, <laughs> according to Tommy Dreamer, he's a fingerprint expert. AC Romero immediately refutes says that. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, says no, I'm not. And Tommy Dreamer's like, well, you looked at the fingerprints, right? And AC Romero says, I tried to. Yeah, <laughs> which is not not something you want to hear from. Uh, um, of, would you have a list expert. either in front of you or in your head of uh, who AC Romero said uh, he found fingerprints of on this gun? I'm glad you asked because I do have that list. Oh, good. Uh, so <laughs> all the people that are listed. <laughs> Please. Uh, so he says, did you find swingers? Uh, Tommy Dreamer says, do you, did you find uh, uh, swingers fingerprints on it? Uh, and he, they, uh, he says, yes. And he's like, no further questions. And AC Romero just immediately starts going. And saying, but I also found uh, cousin Jake, uh, uh, Cody Diener, AC Ramirez, uh, yeah. Tommy Dreamer, uh, Larry D, uh, Johnny Bravo, um, Brian Pillman. The, Greg, the, the, uh, the dead Brian Pillman or Brian yes. Pillman Jr.? That is who I'm, uh, I'm, I'm assuming this, this means that this is the same gun that. Uh, Brian Pillman used in the Pillman had a gun segment oh, uh, in WWE. Yeah, that's what they're playing on. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's uh, Greg, hilarious. Uh, Greg Valentine, uh, and Ron Simmons. Uh, and then all, someone all... screamed, "Damn!" Yep, yep. D'Lo Brown yells, "Damn!" and said, "Sorry, I couldn't contain myself." Um, <laughs> and then we go to, uh, we go to the ring, and Rohit is in the ring to start off his uh, defeat Rohit challenge and says that everybody at home is losers and everybody in the back is losers. He went from the bottom to the top and he does not want to let go of this title. Uh, And out comes suicide. Now I'd said that I thought that it was going to be manic. uh, Yes. AKA TJP's uh, like luchador thing that he does. Um, but suicide comes out, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So they're just gonna do suicide because then you can cover uh, TJP's entire face because suicide or manic is like it would an open face. TJP, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's been suicide in the past, uh, so I was like, "Oh, okay, it makes sense." Um, but throughout the match, uh, or so suicide gets in. Uh, and Rohit's like, I know who's behind the mask, and you're not going to get this title. I'm taking the title off the line because apparently he can do that. Um, and so <laughs> it's a non-title match. Well, Stryker uh, even said he goes, oh, we have the defeat Rohit challenge tonight, or at least he likes to pretend that he's uh, what is it, uh, a defending champion. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so he decides – so. Throughout the match, uh, Matt Stryker keeps on talking about how um, uh, all the moves that Suicide are doing are TJP-inspired moves. 
and Matt Str- or, and Josh Matthews keeps on talking about how you can, nobody has ever unmasked suicide, uh, so nobody knows who this has been, uh, and this has been a closely guarded secret for fourteen years. Um, which, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I would have to go back and see if anybody has ever unmasked suicide in the 14 years that he's been in so, impact. Not, yeah, I'm trying to think of it now. I don't think anyone has, uh, at least in the glory days, no one successfully unmasked suicide. Like, of course, people tried, but never successfully. But it was, it was never assumed on air, but you could feel pretty safe. It was either Christopher Daniels or Kaz, or they were switching off. Yeah. Um, so uh, eventually, uh, he does uh, successfully take the mask off, and he says, "I knew it. It's TJP." But they don't show who's under the mask, and all yeah. of a sudden, TJP's music starts playing, and out comes TJP, and uh, he's just standing on the entrance ramp, and all of a sudden. Uh, the man who is unmasked starts uh, rolls up Rohit, and you can clearly see it's Crazy Steve, who remember is blind. Uh, is yeah. a legally blind individual, and now has a mask on top of his already legally blind self. So the fact that he wrestled coherently in this match is impressive as hell. Um, yeah, and for and some he had reason, face paint on underneath the mask. Yeah, yeah, because for some reason he needed to do that as well. Um, so he does the does this uh, for some reason. Matt Stryker and Josh Matthews both don't realize who it is uh, because they're like, "Who is this man? I've never seen that man in my life." Somebody, one of them said. Yeah. Um, and then once the win was done, uh, he rolls out. Uh, and you can see some of the face paint is still on him. Uh, and they're like, oh, that was Crazy Steve. And Crazy Steve's music starts playing. Um, and they refer to Crazy Steve as the winner, not suicide. Uh, yeah, so. And yeah. Uh, so uh, at, later on in the show, they would reveal that Crazy Steve now has a X Division title match uh, next week. So interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, real quick before we go any further I do want to point out that uh, they did do a commentary they went like to a commentary segment where they're just like talking about what had happened um, and Matt Stryker said that Madison Rain reminds him of Sid, uh, uh, of Sidney Powell uh, who if anybody knows who that is that is uh, one of the Trump lawyers uh, who the Trump team has now distanced themselves from oh, okay. uh, because of uh, how extreme some of her uh, her arguments have been. Um, so That's good yeah. to um, bring up. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the weird outlandish things that uh, Matt Stryker said tonight. Um so after this, Shamrock and Callahan are getting ready for the main event, and Moose comes out um, with the creepy camera angle uh, that they've been doing for Moose whenever he walks in to a room. Um, and Moose uh, says that uh, he has a lot of respect for Shamrock, 
but reminds them that uh, he's going after a secondary title because the top title is, of course, the TNA Heavyweight Championship that Moose holds. Um, And that the last time that Shamrock and Moose fought, Moose got the upper hand and won. Um, And then he walks off and Shamrock and Callahan just start like getting even more annoyed. Um, After this, uh, Caleb with a K and Tennille are trying on glasses. Um, And Alicia comes. Yep, yep. Uh, According to them, they are statement glasses. Yes. And so Alicia comes out. Uh, and like takes a pair and puts them on because according to her she has a statement to make uh, and says that uh, you know uh, what's next for this team of theirs Uh, Tennille says what team Uh, first Jordan left uh, failed or first Madison failed then Jordan failed and now you, you failed so why would we continue with the team and Alicia says, oh, there, there's a good saying. If you didn't succeed at first, then try try again. Uh, and Tennille said she really likes that uh, statement, and she's never heard that statement before in her life. <laughs> uh, Ridiculous. And, uh, Caleb said that he, he enjoyed that statement as well uh, and that they would be open to being a team again. Uh, so interesting. Um, yeah, I guess for what purpose? I guess maybe for when the tag titles are actually won in January by a team. Yeah. They could have some, uh, you know, coherent, consistent teams challenging for them. Yeah. So. Um, I do have to say, uh, Alicia uh, talking makes my head hurt. Yeah, that wasn't. She's real bad. I feel it all. I'll agree with um, that. But I, we, I think we did say that when Alicia and uh, Tennille did work together, uh, they did have some chemistry. Right. Uh, so maybe it isn't the worst thing if they continue to tag. Uh, and just even if they're not, if they don't, I mean, I'm assuming they're not going to wait till mid-January to have another match together uh, as a team. Uh, but they can have, like, matches together together. Uh, just to show that they're a team and try to build that chemistry even more. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking the next few um, weeks. they'll probably start doing once more teams lose. They'll probably still have some of the teams show, you yeah. know, face each other just to you know keep that title scene relevant. Yeah, uh, especially since they do so many shows taped at a time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's easy like for why? Them. Yeah, why bring in the people if they're they only use for one them once? Yeah. Uh, so after this, uh, we've got Kimberly uh, with Deanna at ringside versus uh, Killer Kelly with Renee Michelle in their, her corner. And as they're making their way to the ring, uh, Josh Matthews points out that these are the uh, two of the newest knockouts in uh, Impact, uh, which seemed to indicate to me that they like must have signed them. Because they didn't refer to the sea stars. Yeah, they refer as... to them definitely differently. But I yeah. feel like both you'll still see. Well, obviously you'll still see Killer Kelly and the other um, partner more because they still have a match in the tournament. But um, it sounds it sounds like the way they were talking about the sea stars. It's probably like you'll see them at least once. Again, like you said, they, they there's tapings, so they probably got them a couple matches just again to keep the tag title scene relevant. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, Killer Kelly and Renee Michelle, they definitely seem to have something more for, at least. Yeah. Uh, just the way they referred to them. Um, and talking about how with these two uh, knockouts that uh, it brings more depth to one of the best women's rosters in the world, which I do not think is wrong. I do think that they have one of the strongest women's divisions in wrestling right now, um, at least in North America. Um, and Killer Kelly is outstanding. Uh, and Renee Michelle exists. I haven't seen enough of her actually wrestling to have a like opinion on her. Yeah, I um, agree with that. But this was a very quick match. Um, Kimberly and Deanna were very, like, as they came out, they were very, like, studious of what was going on. They were looking around, very nervous. Uh, and commentary reminded everybody about uh, Sue Young's message from last week. And then afterwards, uh, Kimberly picks up a very quick win, as I said. Uh, yeah, and... she actually won on impact. Yes, according to Josh Matthews, uh, with all the new knockouts that have come into uh, Impact this year, Kimberly has been the most valuable of them, according to him. Um, That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. um, To say the least. Yeah. uh, Deanna Perrazzo is one of the people that is new this year. Deanna Perrazzo, much better than Kimberly. She uh-huh. is holding the women's title. She's she's won it twice. Right. Um, God yeah. damn it, Josh Matthews. <laughs> um, so then uh, all of a sudden, uh, the lights start flickering as they're celebrating. Um, and all of a sudden, Susie's music hits. Not Sue Young, Susie's music. Um, and Susie comes out. I was like, oh, that's weird. And Susie's like, hey, hi, I'm Susie. Uh, You two hurt my friends. uh, And that's not nice. Um, So my friend, that's why my friend's here. I didn't want my friend to come, but you gave me no choice. And the two of them look very confused. And the lights start flickering again. Sue Young is still on stage. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Sue Young's music hits. And Sue Young comes out. Now, the weird thing about this is that Susie is Sue Young. But both of them are now on stage. And, yeah, Sue Young comes down and attacks Kimberly yeah, and Yeah, done very well. This was phenomenally yeah. done. Yeah, I think um, it's you know, a great way to use um, the no audience, for sure. Yeah. Um so while this was happening, Susie had turned herself around. So like they kind of cut when Sue Young comes out. So you could have made the argument that this was like they just did like a quick change. But I'm, I'm pretty sure this was just a different person just being Susie or Sue Young. Um, I, th- I thought it was a transition. I thought it was. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell. Uh, because it, not, it was very like, cleanly done, absolutely. Yeah, like there was which I, considering Impact's production, right? No, it definitely really surprised me. It did, the only um part that made it, it didn't give it away, but it made me think that it was definitely a 
you know, the same person was um they did a cut at the end where um Sue Young came back and Susie was still turned around and then they did like a weird um uh, angle yeah. to spin Susie back with the mic and yeah. like, she looks like confused and startled. Um yeah. but um yeah, that makes me think it was um all one per it was the one person in the ring that was the one person talking. But uh so yeah. either way, very well done. Yeah, this was a phenomenal for, for segment. Using the no audience to their advantage. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I thought that was this was a great segment. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. um, uh, Sue Young does the mandible claw. Yeah, because yeah. everybody uses the mandible claw. Everyone, Come on. Yeah, you're right. If if they are if they are a creepy character, they have to use the mandible claw. claw. You're damn Fiend right. Does it? Uh, I don't watch WWE, so. No, come on, man. I don't either, but it's the fiend. <laughs> You're right. Uh, after this, the Motor City Machine Guns are backstage. And they say that Alex Shelley has been cleared. Before we go too deep on this, this yes. is one of Matt Stryker's blunders in um, the whole Sue Young scene. And okay. it actually gives me more context that he made that comment in AAA about the no thigh slapping because he basically said, he goes, oh, uh, no, you know, production here or something like that. He, he like made yeah. a comment about the production. Oh, this was no fabricated production here. Like, <laughs> like you didn't. <laughs> yeah, Matt Stryker like totally like threw it under the bus. I didn't even notice. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wish I could find the. I gotta find the transcript or something. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> also was gave him the hint like, oh yeah, nothing, nothing weird here. Oh fucking Matt Stryker! Yeah, I know. My that doesn't surprise me. Right, I had to mention it. I was like, "Oh, what a what good, a dang good this. good catch." Um, I'm, good catch. I'll be here more often, and Matt Stryker's going to be on TV Weekly. They did say that this was a one-off, and that Madison Rain is back next yeah, week. Unfortunately for us, so, um, a damn shame. Yeah, give us back Don Callis, please, baby. Uh, so after this. Um, Mercy Machine Guns are backstage. They say that Alex Shelley is cleared to compete again. Um, and they go over their steps uh, for what they want to do next. Three-step plan. First, yep. First step is to go after Triple XL, or as uh, Chris Saban said, Triple X. Yeah. Um, because they injured Shelley uh, and they want to get revenge. Uh, after that, they want to go after the North because the North took yeah. their titles away. And they also uh, injured Shelly. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then they want to go and take the, the titles back uh, from the Good Brothers. Yep. Um, good three-step plan. The, yeah, Good Brothers did not injure Shelly. No, but no. They, they they want to go and get those titles back, which makes sense because that's what you should do. Is If you're a tag team, you should want to win the titles. Yeah, in, in three-step format. <laughs> Yep, makes sense. <laughs> um, after this, Willie Willie Mac, er, they get a commercial, and come back. Willie Mac and Rich Swan are talking. Chris Bay shows up, basically runs down. Willie Mac is a loser, uh, and says if uh, Rich Swan really wants to make money, uh, he would. Uh, if after he beat Shamrock, if he can beat Shamrock, he would put the title on the line for Chris Bay to challenge for because Chris Bay versus Rich Swan is money. According to him, uh, Rich Swan has the weirdest reaction to this ever by standing up shocked 
and says, get out. No, you don't talk. To, you don't well, as talk. Soon, as soon as uh, I think he said hanging out with these losers, and he goes, "What?" and then gets like Rich Swan yeah. gets all gets all bajiggity about it. Yeah, uh, the one good thing I want to point out is that I'm really glad that R- Rich Swan's facial hair is back after last week and the few weeks before he had <laughs> shaved it. Good point. Uh, and now yeah, it's all the way back. Doesn't so. look like a child anymore. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks good. No, very, very I am all, yeah, I'm all for him having the, the facial hair back because he just doesn't look good. No, it doesn't doesn't look good without the facial hair. What do you um think of Willie Mack in this scenario? So basically, this sets up, and I think it's for next week, Chris Bay versus Willie Mack. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you like his usage right now? I mean, it, watching how the Rascals were used, and then seeing that they you know were leaving after all that. Makes me think that Willie Max may be on his way out because he's taken a lot of L's and um, it doesn't seem like he has like any serious direction right now. Like he's just there to kind of help Rich Swan when he, he has definitely more potential than that. Yeah, uh, I would agree that I do think Willie Mack has a lot of potential. Um, I I hope this isn't like a way to be like, oh, Willie Mack's on his way out. Um, because as you said, he has taken a lot of L's like to Brian Myers, to Chris Bay. Um, I think Chris Bay versus Willie Mack, they have really good chemistry, so it should be a good match next week. But um, if Willie Mack loses, I think there's uh, – you, you, I don't know when Willie Mack's contract is up, um, but it would definitely be interesting to see – uh, because I, I'm pretty sure any company would want Willie Mack, um, and he probably would not want to just stay around Impact if they're not going to give him like a bigger role. Yeah, exactly. I would think he's a pretty hot commodity. I mean, he's uh, pretty much done everything on the indie circuit already. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would be interested to see where he would go next if he doesn't think Impact has anything for him. And it just... You know, it's it's been I've been seeing the trend. It doesn't seem like Willie Mack has anything. Like they don't have any plans for him, really. Particularly, just sticking him with um, Rich Swan for now. And it's not like he's gonna do a heel turn or anything. I would imagine. There's, there seems yeah. to be a, a plethora of challengers right now. Yeah, I was gonna say there's there's a lot of heels on the roster yeah, right now exactly. um, compared to faces, uh, at least in the the main event scene. So yeah, that that would be very weird if they end up going a Willie Mack heel turn. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. After this, get Ethan Page and Josh Alexander coming down. Then Ken Ch- uh, Carl Anderson comes out and talks about how big LGs on the shelf for a few weeks. Um. But they do have a plan. They do have a phenomenal opponent for Ethan Page. And all of a sudden, AJ Styles's impact theme comes on. Yeah, Zoom I can't believe the... they used his old song. I was like, oh, man, they're really going all in on this. Not just that. They zoom in on the Titantron, and we've got the AJ Styles Titantron back. Yeah. And Ethan Page, they then pan to Ethan Page. Oh, it looks like he saw a ghost. Whose jaw just drops. <laughs> This was so good. Ethan Page just is so good at selling everything. Yeah. Um, and then it pans back to the stage and out comes Swoggle. And 
as they announced him, the nominal one, AJ Swaggle. Yes, yeah, AJ Swaggle, right? They, they added an S they, to it. I heard AJ Swaggle. Yeah, that's what I heard. Commentary kept on saying AJ Swaggle, and then after the match, they said AJ Swaggle. So I don't know if there was just a, a mess up at yeah, the original. A little blunder. Yeah. Um, so the, once once uh, Ethan Page realizes it's Swaggle coming out, um, he starts laughing. He's not taking this seriously. Um, Josh Alexander just is like, get this over with, get the win. Um, and throughout the match, uh, Alexander tries to uh, attack uh, Swaggle. He uh, throws him on the ground. He grabs his ankles um, before Carl Anderson comes and lowers the boom on uh, Alexander. And then <laughs> in the biggest moment of 2020, Swaggle rolls up Ethan Page one, two, three, and Swaggle, the phenomenal, the we nominal one, has beaten Ethan Page and is preventing the North from getting a title shot or getting their rematch. Yeah. I would have really preferred if uh, Swaggle hit a Styles Clash. <laughs> or or Phenomenal Four. Oh, if he... Oh, that would have been incredible if him trying to do a Phenomenal... I was thinking they might, might do like some sort of play on the forearm forearm smash but uh yeah did not like maybe like off the you know first turnbuckle or something yeah or like <laughs> carl anderson helping him yeah i was thinking something like that would happen but they did not but that's okay do you uh, think I, do you think uh aj styles watched this or will so he watch I, this? I i i was gonna bring up this point okay so carl anderson and luke gallows did an interview this week about this this segment. Um, so I guess it was over the weekend, not this gotcha. week. Um, and they said that they are in constant contact with AJ. Right. Um, and they ran this by him. Um, and uh, they have both told Styles that their goal uh, is to have AJ reunite with them at the end of his WWE contract um, for one final run for all of them together. Um, Because AJ has already said that this is his final WWE contract, um, which many people are like, oh, he's just done wrestling after that, Um, which maybe he is. Um, But I could totally see him go back. Well, yeah, I guess originally I know AJ was – you know, under the impression that we thought he was going to retire as, a, you know, with WWE. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially since uh, since the situation with the Good Brothers and the Heyman situation. Yeah, plans um, have changed. So, like, like, if he's actually really close to them, yeah, he probably values more that he'd rather do something with them and end that way. Yeah. Uh, and if if they vouch for impact, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he says, you know what? Impact gave me a good 10 year over 10 years. Yeah. Um, either that or new Japan, either or. Um, 
to finish it off. Um, I'm sure um, there's other people who will have different opinions. Who knows? Um, but that's the point in wrestling is to try to see where things go. Yeah. Um, because the wrestling landscape is always changing. An ever-changing landscape, exactly. Yeah, that, um, that's a good good thing that you brought that up then. Um, so that'll be interesting to see, I guess, down the road. Do you know how long AJ's under contract with OWE? Um, is it pretty I believe term? they said it was like a three-year deal they signed, and that was like either the beginning of this year or the end of last year. Okay, so yeah, this is this is uh, something long, long-term. Even so... yeah. Yeah, so this this skit that they did today has really no impact on AJ Styles. They're not going to do a running gag of when's AJ returning for three freaking years, I would hope. Yeah. So uh, Unless AJ can get out of the deal in some way. Right. But, but for impacts, uh, they're probably not going to be able to offer anything close to the money that he's getting now. So That's that's agreed. Yeah. Um, after this, we go back to Wrestle's Court. Swinger's now on the stand. Oh, daddy. And we start off with Mass and Rain just looking awestruck and just saying, I've got no further questions, puts her hand on her head and just wipes, sits down. Dreamer comes back. Uh, did we did we already uh, talk about, I think it was in the previous skit, um, Madison Rain's like, defense was, yeah, this was uh, by a criminal mastermind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was her opening statement in this entire thing was that uh, whoever orchestrated this was a criminal mastermind. Keyword mastermind. Look at who they are accusing. Does he look like a mastermind at all? Uh, which D'Lo and Dreamer both said, huh, <laughs> you're right. But then still wanted to try this case. Yeah. But then Dream, uh, Swinger says something. He goes, uh, Oh, that's a burial. Leave home the goes. Leave home the shovel. Yes, yeah. He, <laughs> said, me. he said elite level bear burial. Leave the shovel at home, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beautiful. <laughs> um, so another great swinger quote in here as Dreamer uh, asks him why would he do this. Uh, swinger says, "Why would why would I do this? I am on the top of my game. I have a shirt <laughs> deal. I've got a shoe deal." I'm being movies. asked to participate in movies. I am the O.J. Simpson of good old-fashioned wrestling. To which then and, he goes, have you read a newspaper? He goes, I haven't, I haven't read the news since 1991. What has happened? <laughs> <laughs> freaking believable. This guy is comedy gold. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, uh, the O.J. Simpson <laughs> of pro wrestling. That is <laughs> be one of the funniest freaking things I've heard. Dude, th- this wrestling court thing was absolutely A++. Uh, agreed. So after this, uh, uh, Dreamer says, uh, I have some more witnesses I want to call. Calls up Father James Mitchell and just asks about what what would be the point of virgin blood. Uh, James Mitchell points out that he has two PhDs. Interesting fact. They don't call him Dr. James Mitchell, but they should. Dr. Doctor. Um, yeah. Uh, and he points out that it's very uh, useful for extending life and uh, 
and you can use it for money. Uh, and then Dreamer points out that you said there were two people that could have done this, and you already brought me one. Who's the other? And goes to the next person on the stand. It's Rosemary. And Dreamer has one question, uh, which is, do uh, first he says, how long did you like uh, uh, you Johnny Bravo? How you long? Uh, like when then, did you start like you know having feelings towards him? Yep. And then he said, actually, I'll I'll throw out that question. Did you ever love Johnny Bravo? To which she just bluntly says, no. How could I love that man? Uh, huh. I just it was once I smelt that fresh smell of extra virgin blood. Uh, and do you know? how strong and how potent extra virgin blood is on a wedding day. All of a sudden, Johnny Bravo comes in. Yeah, we're, he's yells, in a hospital. And just yells, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets all up in her face and says, you don't even have the right the uh, the rights to even uh, wash Taya's boots. Um, and uh, Dreamer says, I think we've figured this out. And uh, Bravo says, yep, but it's not Rosemary. And they say, how, how would you know? It was, it was dark. And he said, I didn't see the person. I smelt them. And I was like, oh, what a twist. Yeah. <laughs> and we come back from commercial break. And Larry D is on the stand. Larry D said, uh, they, uh, they put him up on the lie detector test again. Larry D says he, he did not shoot Bravo, and they say no deception detected. And then Dreamer pulls out a bottle of ring rust <laughs> and sprays it and says, did you shoot Johnny Bravo? And out comes Lawrence D. And Lawrence <laughs> D says, you're damn right I shot Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> And I was almost in tears over this segment. Yeah. Oh, uh, my Pat, Pat walked in for this segment, and he was like, this is a thing. And I was like, dude, this is the greatest thing <laughs> in wrestling all year. And Pat says, this is stupid, and walks out. <laughs> <laughs> He's missing out. All right, so to be fair... I think I've mentioned before that um, I have this channel on uh, my roommate has a Samsung TV. So it has all these free channels on it. And one of them is like this for the fans and on for the fans, they show Ohio Valley wrestling. Okay. They do. And so I was with Pat. I thought these, you know, usually these skits that impact were doing were ridiculous. And like, why would companies wrestling companies do this? Oh, there's more companies in wrestling that do these things, and Ohio Valley Wrestling is one of them because they did. <laughs> they were doing some weird stuff, man. I, it was like I was watching one episode, and there was just a wrestler like going through like what looked like a sewer or, or something, and they were fighting the devil. It was it was really <laughs> ridiculous. So Pat needs to watch something like that, and then come back to Impact and be like, "Oh, this is genius." <laughs> I will let him know. Yeah. This is current day Ohio Valley wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, this is current day <laughs> because uh I think it's like the main event was Brian Pillman Jr. Good. So, yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> no, it's current day. Good. Uh so after this we get Fala Ba versus Sean Davari and 
they hit like two moves and all of a sudden Joe Doring and Eric Young come in. They attack them both. Uh, Eric Young starts cutting his weekly promo about uh, this world doesn't belong to you. It belongs to us. And before he can finish it, Rhino shows up. He tries to attack them. They both lay Rhino out. And then Eric Young lays on the ground in Rhino's face and does the promo again. Um, and they leave. And cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. Someone uh, wrote, the, someone wrote in the comments, Joe, no sell. Yeah. Sell yeah. Anything. I mean, it makes sense. And then, nope. Didn't pick up Fall Ball really well either. Nope. <laughs> um, to go this... back a little bit. All right. Um, so we find out that Johnny Swinger is not guilty, but uh, are we are we worried about Larry B, or is that just kind of everyone forgets about it and walks away? Uh, I mean, as long as he doesn't get <laughs> ring rust in him anymore, I think uh, right. I think Larry D is harmless, but so, Lawrence D is clearly clearly a criminal mastermind. Yeah. Uh, the continuity was genius, but um. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad they brought him back. Oh, me too. So, yeah. Lawrence, Lawrence D was one of the greatest characters in Wrestle House. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, I guess uh, to that point, they're not uh, very worried about prosecuting the, the shooter anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, maybe we'll find out next week if there's any, anything more. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, another whole Wrestle Court. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I would be okay with that. So after this, uh, TJP and Crazy Steve and Swaggle are talking. Brian Myers comes out, talks about how they're all jokes, and walks away. Pretty much. Well, um, <laughs> what, what was the one comment? TJP, did you see the look on Rohit's face? And Steve responds, no. No. Because he can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, after uh, after this, Deanna and Kimber find uh, Father James Mitchell. They ask him if uh, she, th- he can fix their Sue problem. Uh, and he says, absolutely, but comes with a price. Uh, sounding very similar to uh, the Million Dollar Man. Um, and they say, what do we have to do? And he says, don't worry about it. Uh, just shake my hand. <laughs> and they did, They seem yeah. to do it. Easy enough. Uh, yeah. Um, this is after jo- uh, Father James Mitchell claimed under oath uh, that uh, he he really he really enjoys whores. Yes, <laughs> I know. I, I, I heard that. And I was like, really. <laughs> um, also, just going back to this, just a reminder that it, they did not swear uh, under oath onto the Bible. They did their own Bible, which is the latest edition of the PWI 500. Top 500. Yep. <laughs> which is brilliant. Yeah. I, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so then we get our world title match, Shamrock versus Rich Swan, And basically immediately, Sammy Callahan gets ejected for trying to touch Rich Swan while the ref is clearly looking at him. Gets the boot. Yep. Um, and as he's walking out, just keeps on yelling, this is bull crap. <laughs> Um, and then this was basically the Ken Shamrock show where he was just beating the crap out of Rich Swan. The, the uh, beginning I, offense from Rich Swan, I'm I'm going to be critical here. Yes, he and maybe this is just because Ken Shamrock's 56 years old, but Swan was acting like he was like facing the big show, like he yes. was just you know going low for his leg and like trying to roll away. It's like the dude's the same height as you. 
Yeah. Like, it, it just felt weird. It, it felt like a David versus Goliath like type of wrestling match, but it, you didn't see that with your eyes. <laughs> yeah. You, you, um, yeah. I'll let you go. Yeah, it, it's kind. It was kind of similar. Similar to like. Um, there's like some of the like big bigger guys that like aren't really that big. They're like six three, and like somebody's like five eleven, six foot. And they're like, oh, this is a giant match. And it's like, no, right? No. It's like, no, no, you're not, not quite. Um, I did think it, it interesting move that I hadn't seen before. Uh. Uh, Shamrock had Rich Swan up in his arms, and he just kept on running him straight into the turnbuckles. Uh, I thought that was yeah. great. Um, and then a pe- Rich Swan finally gets some offense, and he hits like two lariats, and then he goes for a third one, and he just missed completely. Hmm. And he like tried to do it, and he like slipped as he was going for it, and just landed in the ropes. And Matt, <laughs> Josh Matthews says he stunned him. He stunned him. He's taken out Ken Shamrock, who is just standing up straight and is like, what's going on? And Rich Swan is like looking around like what just happened. Um, and uh, after this, uh, Rich Swan or uh, Ken Shamrock puts Rich Swan into a submission hold, uh, but as he's doing this, his two shoulders are on the mat, and uh, the ref counts one, two, three, and that's it. Rich yeah. Swan has retained. There you um, go. Which doesn't make Ken Shamrock happy, and Shamrock gets in the ref's face. He says that's three, that or that was two. Uh, and then the ref was like, no, it was three. And then Ken Shamrock changes it up to neither of my shoulders were down. And he says, yes, they were. So then Ken Shamrock just punches him right in the gut. And yeah. the ref yeah, acts like what he a died. Ref bump. <laughs> uh, and then Sammy Callahan runs down. They start beating up on uh, Rich Swan. And then Sammy Callahan rolls out, grabs his baseball bat, pulls the ref out, and throws him against the barricade. Uh, and gets in the ring. Eddie Edwards shows up, uh, and he starts taking it to uh, Callahan, but then Shamrock gets involved, puts him on the ground, and Sammy grabs uh, some tape, starts uh, throwing it onto uh, Eddie's arm, wrapping it up on the top rope, and then he's all tied up and he goes for a bat shot to the head, but it's really to like the gut. Um, and they cut away from it immediately, bef- like before it hits. Uh, and then it cuts back and there's just blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's not how that works at all. <laughs> No, you, you, yeah, you not like get hit by a baseball bat, and immediately your entire left side of your head is just covered in blood. No, sir. Um, and so D'Lo Brown comes down with security and gets in the face and says, "What are you guys doing?" And Ken Shamrock, <laughs> Angelo, would you like to explain this this 
Sure. Like this situation. Um. So Ken Shamrock throws a punch that makes the Big Show's knockout punch look like something Floyd Mayweather would do, like a perfect, you know, fast jab. <laughs> um. Ken Shamrock basically does a soft slap, and then Josh and Hilo drops immediately, like motionless, immediate drop. And Josh Matthews starts screaming, he knocked out D'Lo! And, uh... Like, just a little more effort, man, from your from your punch. My goodness. And I, I get you're not trying to actually hurt D'Lo Brown, but <laughs> come on, man. You got gloves on your hand, too. Yeah. Um, this this looked a little silly. Oh, yeah. Um, and Shamrock just starts beating down on... He just gets on top of D'Lo and just starts doing his little punches yeah. and Scott Demore comes out and just walks around and is like, stop doing this. And Sammy pulls up Shamrock uh, and they're standing in the ring tall and they're like talking. Yeah, smack, not for nothing. And then, I, all that security was around the ring while D'Lo was getting pummeled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, and, they didn't jump um, in at all. Nope. Nope. They just stayed on the outside and then it just ended. And yeah. Um, Angelo, how would you rate this show? I actually would give this show a thumbs up, but I will have to point out some of the blund- one more blunder from uh, Matt Stryker's commentary. Um, <laughs> a little uh, insensitive to the, you know, current political climate. Uh, <laughs> um, where, oh, uh, just a little. Where uh, one saw. Uh, Johnny Swinger is found not guilty, and what's his name? Josh Matthews says something about it, and got Matt Stryker immediately goes, "Oh, there's gonna be riots." Yep, yeah, there'll be riots. Uh, that Johnny Swinger got a not guilty for not yeah. shooting Johnny Bravo, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, an innocent man was let go. Yeah, <laughs> I um, guess so. Yeah, um, but oh, yeah, yeah, overall would... thumbs up. Yeah, I would give this a thumbs up as well. Commentary I thought was atrocious. Um, I am going to nominate commentary for Boomer of the Week this week because with how bad commentary was as well as their really obsessive compulsion of just throwing out every single pun imaginable. I, I don't think you could have, like, that's not the right combo. Yeah, no. Uh, you you replace Josh Matthews with Matt Stryker. You don't replace yes. someone else. You don't give Josh Matthews Matt Stryker. You gotta like those two yes. are similar. But yes. at least like you said earlier, Matt Stryker can give you a little more wrestling background that Josh Matthews likes to not. Yeah, the, you you can't replace a color commentary person with another play-by-play person. Exactly. Because you're just going to get two play-by-play and no color, and that takes away from a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was just, meh. Commentary was trash like always, but <laughs> on a different level here. On a different level. Um, so next week we have Triple XL versus Mercy Machine Guns. We've got an X-Division title match between Crazy Steve and Rohit Raju. We have Willie Mack versus Chris Bay, according to them, as the main event. And we've got Jazz and Jordan Grace versus Renee Michelle and Kim uh, and Killer Kelly in the another first-round matchup yeah. for the 
uh, knockouts tag titles. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I'd give it a thumbs up this show. Wrestle, wrestlers Court, this was easily one of the strongest backs, like Wrestle House. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Segments of the year. Absolutely. I um, think it, it, for me, I thought this wrestle, the Wrestlers Court was better than the Wrestle House segments. It yes. Was, it was really, really funny. Yes. Um, and yeah, uh, if you have a chance, check it out, search it up, because uh, I'm sure Impact's going to put it up on YouTube. Because speak, I did, I, I do have to point it out they did put uh, over the weekend all of Turning Point from like two weeks ago onto YouTube for free. No so, way, they did. <laughs> so. Um, if you want to watch Turning Point and you didn't because you didn't want to subscribe to Impact Plus or <laughs> whatever, you can find it on YouTube for free um, on for Impact's that. YouTube. Um, and I'm sure they will put out the Wrestler's Court as well. Um, you might not, you might have a harder time trying to find uh, some of the other Wrestler's Courts just because they involve Joey Ryan um, wow. and Impact's kind of trying to hide the fact that Joey Ryan existed there. Um, fair yeah so um, yeah we will be back next week of course because it's impact and we always are back oh yeah Um, Pat and Joey should be back tomorrow for another episode of AEW Dynamite oh yeah Um, myself and Pat and possibly Joey will have more coverage of the best of the super juniors 27 going on in New Japan throughout the week Um, and yeah um, if you're in America, make sure to have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Uh, don't do anything stupid during it. Um, do your Black Friday shopping on your computers. Yes. Uh, don't put your lives and other people's lives at risk um, for stupid shopping or trying to go and get blackout drunk with your friends for Thanksgiving Eve because that's stupid um, during a pandemic. Um, and yeah, uh, if you haven't already followed us on social media, you can follow us at Deep Six Wrestling on Facebook uh, and YouTube. You can follow us at Deep Six Wrestling without the G um, on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed to us already for the podcast, you can on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, uh, app, uh, Spotify and google play uh oh and anchor leave us rating and a review if you could that helps us out awesome uh and yeah uh we'll see you next week yeah thanks for listening